I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I mean, we might, Guys, as well, we might as well start it off uh, because this isn't coming out on 420, but sure is being filmed on 420. It's being recorded and filmed <clears throat> on 420. And Taylor, I couldn't, I cannot help but just say you look more, you look like a stoner more than ever in this moment right now. I don't know what the fuck it is, if that's shirt or if it's that hair that you just freshly washed. Folks, if you want to see how much of a stoner Taylor looks like. Uh, go to YouTube and check out Sick Boy on YouTube because all of our Feel Good Friday episodes are now being shot and recorded and published <laughs> on YouTube. Um, Brian, I know you've been loving polls lately. Uh, guys, what so about my shirt, though? Do, do, you guys, do you guys all think that I look like more of a stoner than I usually do today? I do. Guys I, are, yeah, dude. Do you agree with that? No. Yeah. Look though, at him. You do look like you're straight out of dazed and confused, but yeah, no more than you. usual. Yeah. yeah. No right. So you mean that I look like a very, oh. a very <laughs> like, do mind daddy, like a, like a Matthew McConaughey type character. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, look, so, so you, you guys went out and bought weed waters for this recording. And I just want to, I'm saying this now at the very top of the recording. I don't do, I don't like THC and I don't do THC good. I don't do it good. I do it bad. I do THC badly. So this isn't going to end well. Uh, but you guys have peer pressured me and insisted that I drink this fucking weed water, which you guys said was a be- had a the taste of beer. Oh wait, oh fuck, it actually does. Yeah, yeah, we weren't <laughs> lying. Oh, well, that actually is quite nice. Is it? It is. I actually quite oh, like yeah, it. Does it does? That taste good. That's, <laughs> that's fucking good beer. Now, honestly, yeah, that's here, good weed beer. <laughs> I'll take a taste here before I before I say this. Not bad. It's got the it's the uh, oh it's very nice hops. Yeah, it's yeah. like a. It tastes like a, you know, it tastes like a summer, like, it tastes like a, tastes, tastes, like, like, a tastes like a beer that you would <laughs> yeah. see many commercials for during a football game. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it does. Uh, I, I will say now, since we are on the whole, the holy day of 420, uh, I, I've been, I've been smoking weed most of my adult life, all of my, all of my adult life, uh, and, and a good chunk of my adolescent life as well. And these drinks are the weed waters in my opinion are a total game changer oh yeah and i'll tell you why for your lungs or just like or yeah for the- well that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say it's because we would traditionally on 420 smoke a what we would call a fat blunt i and, wouldn't and i uh, and i, but, I will but exactly and I will. because we're here with you jerry you know we had to be considerate of the right. lung thing of the lung you thing know what i said? hated when we first started hanging out you guys love doing hookahs and that shit is oh. so bad. Is it the worst yeah. thing for you? It is the worst, dude. And it and like that's like thick smoke. That's like humid smoke. 
You know, it what is I mean? humid. Yes, it's very, it's like yeah. va- it's very vapory. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. I so, would just say so it's you've like been it's, smoking a lot of weed today. So, <laughs> so, um, so yes, that 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 it that it is an alternative to inhaling hot, uh, hot vapor into your yeah. uh, or smoke into your lungs. Yeah. That's definitely an upside. But the the biggest upside and something that until in Canada weed was we was legal weed was legal um you couldn't like whenever you roll a joint you're really taking a you're rolling the dice on how much weed you're smoking mm. every time and there's really no like the dosing of you know like you can you can go get a beer and you can become very familiar with like w- what one five percent beer is going to do and then you can multiply sure. that and 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 drink responsibly yeah. or irresponsibly as you like. And with these, this is the first way that I have noticed or the best thing that I've noticed it for actually having a handle on how much. Yeah. So THC these, these waters consuming. that you brought to the studio, uh, they are, they are 700 milligrams of THC per can per mm-hmm. uh, cancer, which I don't know. Is that a lot? That's how much I do when I do weed. <sighs> <laughs> no, they're, they're five milligrams. No, we're going really, we're going really low, really light. Which I thank you. I'm glad you didn't buy the fucking twenty milligram uh, waters because if you did, I'd be rolling home. Um, See, this this will just be very nice for you. Even though you don't like this, will just this will just be mellow for you. It's I not going to be nice for me because I know I hate it. But whatever, I'm doing it for you fucks and uh, and and you fucks. Hey, I just want to say. Jerry, if you if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I don't want to get in. I'm not here to peer pressure. Anybody. Guys, I said I didn't want to do it the entire yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you're telling me I don't have to. No, I'm joking. Uh, hey, you guys want to hear something uh, unfortunate? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, about two weeks ago, I started noticing. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I started noticing that my left eye sucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where did this come from? Out of fucking, yeah. out of fucking nowhere. My left eye, I'm like, I, I, I close my right eye and I'm like, shit, I can't read shit with my left eye if it's like more than three feet in front of me. But you could if you closed your left eye and looked through your oh, right eye. Oh, my right eye? eye? Chef's kiss. Right. It's beauty. You've said that a few times. Like you've been in here a few oh. times this week. And yeah, like, he's been I, complaining I about it. I've been complaining about it big time yeah. because it's super annoying. I yeah. noticed. We all noticed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I went to go see the eye doctor today. And... Uh, as of the next time we record this, I will have glasses and I will have to be wearing those glasses every day, all day. No. What? Yeah. I need glasses. He didn't just say that you needed some Visine or something? No, no. He was like, ah, you have. Well, what he said was that I'm farsighted with astigmatism. But what I think he meant was that I am nearsighted with astigmatism uh, because I can. It's, it's hard for me to see things far away, right? Lauren, you have you're a fucking nerd. So you right? think that the doctor, the guy that did this, was completely wrong? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think he was right, but I think he just, I think he, did, it was like a slip. He said, oh, he he spoke very fast. Oh. Also, English not his first language. Okay. So, um, uh, not that that really mattered because he was he really knew his shit. But he said he said you're farsighted with astigmatism. But I I think. I think farsighted means you can see far but not close. Mm, right. So what's Fox the answer? Louise is going to fucking write in. I know it. So before before Louise or 
uh, can can write to us. Uh, a nearsighted person sees near objects clearly. Yeah. So, so you're nearsighted. That's right. I'm nearsighted with an with an astigmatism. What is an astigmatism? Well, no Brian, idea. my my eye is shaped like a football, not a baseball. Oh, which is kind. I mean, look, that's what he said to me. Also. English wasn't his first language, and he's speaking very quickly. So I think that's what he said to me. If you asked me, though, if my eye was shaped more like a baseball or a football, I would probably tell you that my eye is shaped like a football. Well, that's because your eye opening that from the skin is shaped like a football. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I don't, can, you look, can you look that up, Lauren, really quick, what an astigmatism is? Yeah, it's a defect in the eye or in a lens caused by a deviation from spherical curvature, which results in distorted images. So yeah. your eye is shaped funny and you can't fucking see. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so my right eye is fine. My left eye, not so fine. And, uh, and I need glasses. And basically, it's not like I need glasses when I'm reading or when I'm looking at the computer. It's like I need all glasses the time, all eh? the time. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so you, but you'll just have one eye will be prescription and the other one won't? Uh, I think my right eye would have like some sort of very light prescription. Yeah. Uh, because like I don't think my right eye is perfect either. Because I have I have glasses and they're they're It's almost imperceptible when I have them on or off. They just make things like ever so slightly more sharp. Yeah. But Jerry, you actually said that you tried somebody's glasses on at a party recently yeah. and that it was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. HD. <laughs> now, I might or might not have been on some sort of substance that had ma- that was making my pupils very large at that time when I put those glasses on. So I don't really know. Wait, okay. <laughs> if that... You can't say for sure if that's what couldn't helped say for or sure. hurt so the situation. Yeah, yeah, what, did, what did this guy have to say about the fact that this happened all of a sudden. Well, he was basically saying that like um uh uh that this was this was something that was going to have happen inevitably and that um just due to time and strain um it just started to become uh, noticeable, a noticeable mm-hmm. nuisance. And so uh the the one good thing that he said was like typically with your age and everything that he I guess saw in my eyes with through all the fucking tests that they put it through. Um they don't think it's going to get any, it, it, it typically doesn't get worse. Like, it's like, this is kind of where you're at. It shouldn't get a lot worse. You don't have any kind of eye disease. You don't have glaucoma. There's nothing going on there. It's like, you just have this, like, you know, this astigmatism and uh, this should fix it. And, you know, come back next year and we'll just make sure that your eyes are, right. you know, yeah, going I, I, I'm actually <clears throat> curious, Jerry, because like when you first said that, I was like, oh, you have to wear glasses all the time. Like, Oh, womp, well, womp. yeah, like yeah. it's kind of a bummer, but like also not the end of the world. But Brian, then when I how think much about do you it, wish you had to wear glasses. Dude, Brian, ha- lot, Brian yeah. buys glasses without prescriptions. Well, that's, and why, that's why I'm like, it's not really like, like, are you no jealous? Are you jealous that I get to wear them a, a little bit? Actually, you know what? I went to an <laughs> eye doctor sense. when I was a kid. <laughs> I went to an eye. I, I'm pretty sure I told Tried my mom. To fake it? I didn't try to fake it, but I went to the eye doctor sort of with the hopes and intention that like I was going to discover that I couldn't see 2020. I did that when I was, and I would get like glasses. I I truly, I actually like the way glasses look on me. I I am a little bit kind of stoked that I get to wear glasses, but, but, but but, but here's, here's the thing about that. I know that in four weeks after wearing them, I'm going to be like, fuck these fucking things. I got to fucking wear these fucking things all fucking day. Like it's going to be super annoying because it's bad enough wearing sunglasses. Cleaning them is annoying. Dude, that's the thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a, that is but, the fucking thing. I put someone's glasses on who doesn't clean their glasses it's like horrible. all the time, and I go, mm. "Are you stunned? What the fuck's wrong with you?" you and they go, "They go, well, I wear them all the time. Like I'm not gonna be. When I can't I wear, see how dirty they are 
until I have them on. Dude, when I'm wearing sunglasses, if there is if there is the tiniest little bit of spittle even that is like on the bottom right corner that like I shouldn't even see, my it's like my misophonia acts up. It's like if I hear my dad eating grapes, it's like I hear it. You know what you I should see. do? You know what you should do? Uh from from having like glasses that I that I uh, get for riding and I have to clean them all the time because I'm getting sweat on them and I, they always have to be clean. I already know what you're gonna say. <clears throat> get little mechanical windshield wipers. Yeah, and yeah. Put them on yeah. The glasses. yeah, yeah. I, so I looked into it. They're uh, on Amazon. They are seven hundred dollars. That's per that's side. Not bad. That's, that's cool. That's probably not bad. worth it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna, I already ordered them. On top of that, you should get uh, hydrophobic spray. Mm. And so if you so that so that when you clean them hydrophobic yeah it's hydrophobic so so it'll makes your glasses scared of water yeah that's yeah what I was yeah so basically what, what the reason why it's helpful intolerant <clears throat> of water is that you will put this hydrophobic spray on it and you have to reapply it every so often probably about probably like i don't know i would guess like once a month and when you when you put it on there when you clean them with soap or whatever the the water won't after you're done like rinsing them off the water won't sit on the lens and then dry on the lens mm-hmm. so the water will just run off and bead off i get it bead and, yeah off <laughs> i get it i get it and i i appreciate you letting me know that but i want to just say i am inclusive of all things and people and genders and races and i have no problem with hydro and i will never be a hydrophobic person and I will never add hydrophobic <laughs> products. I will not support hydrophobic products. That's one of the things. I'm going to reconsider. That's one of the things I really appreciate you, Jared. Thanks. It's a. It's a. It's definitely a defining feature of of why I want to be friends with you. Thank you very much. But I am curious. I I do want to ask you a serious question though, because I'm I, I was actually picturing what it would be like to be in the eye doctor's office when they come in and they're like. Oh yeah, it turns out you're going to need to wear glasses now forever. Mm-hmm. And and like. There's there is kind of like a middle ground in there where like you go in, you think you can't see very well. They do some tests, and then maybe they come back and say, "Oh, your eyesight is bad, but you'll have to wear glasses when you want to read a book or mm-hmm. like do this thing or do that thing." Mm-hmm. Um, but if they come and tell you that you have to wear glasses forever and always, like that, that sounds shitty. Like that it sounds, sounds shitty. But like, here's the thing. Was I, it was it was I it like a bit wo- of a bummer at all, or was no, it? No, no. I haven't worn glasses ever in my entire life. I'm sitting here right now without wearing glasses. I can see you all. Yeah. I could read. I could read if I had both my eyes open. If I was trying to read with one eye, it, look. If I lost my right eye, that would suck. Because then I have a, a left eye that doesn't work, and that's really bad. I'd have to wear a monocle. I don't want to do that. What about contacts? Um, fuck that shit. I do not like touching my eyes. I've tried to put contacts in for like Halloween. They're squishy and fun. Doesn't though. work. No, yeah, but because yeah, but, but, yeah. you're getting glasses though, you're getting glasses though, Jer, at like the worst time in human history to wear fucking glasses because Why? of mask oh, fog. Mask, yeah. No, I've I've figured out the trick. It's yeah. Your, it's oh yeah. No, one hundred percent. You just bring your nose outside of the mask and you just walk around. <laughs> like that. You just wear it as a, di- a chin diaper, and then you're good. No, you. What you do is you because I wear sunglasses all the time, and yeah. so. So, and it's sunglass season. I mean, sunglass season it's is always, o- it's early. always yeah, sunglass. Yeah. Every time the sun is out, it's sunglass season. So, <laughs> so I mean, until, until the apocalypse, it's sunglass season. And so, so my, when I, when I wear my mask, as long as I have a, a nice tight, like, um, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like bridge on my nose. Mm-hmm. It's nice and tight. Mm-hmm. If I have the glasses pushed up the way you have yours on right now, Lauren, mm-hmm. 
then they'll fog. But what I do is I lower them down like I'm a, uh, like my dad, when my dad's oh. trying to read with his like bifocals. Yeah. You pull them just down off the bridge a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That's science, like the cool science way. Science doesn't allow the fucking fog to happen. That's a cool yeah. way to wear your glasses when they're just like not Pro fully tip. on. When when I see uh, Maddie wears her sunglasses sometimes, like they'll they'll come down like onto the bridge of her nose and I'm like, you're fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. How many people cool do you think are listening to this? Going, Actually, really. Fuck, I think you guys cool. have totally changed my life today. Or how many <laughs> people had the hydrophobic yeah. spray? You've yeah. got the mask yeah. wearing yeah. with yeah. glasses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like things are just people are going, wow. Or or Actually, you could be yeah. listening and be one of those people that left the uh, that nice, very kind review on Apple Podcasts that said, I miss the old sick boy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move right along. Uh, speaking of intolerance. I like I said, I am tolerant of all people. I love all people, but here's here's a here's a group of people I don't have much tolerance for. This was an interesting conversation that I was having with a couple of friends at that party where my pupils may or may not have been a little larger than normal. Right. My friend Emily is uh, she's a TikTok. Um, she has a problem. She has a TikTok problem with watching TikTok. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She she loves TikTok a little too much. Right. We're all aware of this, and she's okay with it. Um, Oops. And you know, I Cheers. guess I guess we're okay with it. But one of the things that she was talking about was like she went down this really interesting lane on TikTok. There are some interesting lanes to go down on TikTok. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. There are. I found videos uh, of a ferret dancing doing cooking videos and that's the hey, I saw of that too I guys saw that. wait how did you guys see it because they get reposted on meme accounts well yeah. yeah and my friend katie sent it to me yeah. guys i think i'm gonna re-download animals TikTok. doing things oh, it's on animals yeah. doing things that's anyway I saw so uh emily went down this lane of people who are faking their illnesses oh no in Holy order to fuck. gain whether it be fame or monetary Mm. monetary value or you know whatever this is that's sad. a thing this is sad dude so here's a really interesting story and by interesting i mean sad story this is such a bummer that uh that <laughs> actually lauren i think you tossed this in the slack channel and this is one of the things that stem this conversation here's the uh the, the this is coming from uh folkspaper.com which uh i'm not gonna find, who fucking knows what this is from i don't know <laughs> um uh but uh, the, the, the title is uh, a woman was sentenced to prison for faking cancer in order to pay for her dream wedding. Uh, oh, dude, I just got weird goosebumps. It's the from cr- you. It's the most, like it made it's the me cringiest. I had a visceral reaction to that. Here, yeah. yeah. So, so they had photo. They, there's a photo oh. of this woman from her social media that they put in this uh, article, and I was gonna, I was gonna pop it on here, but I, I was like, fuck this person so fucking much. I don't even want. I don't even want people to know what she looks like. Um, she looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. And we'll just put it that way. Uh, a yeah. woman was sentenced to five months in prison to lie about her cancer diagnosis. And it doesn't even matter what she looks like. That's and what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks like it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, and, and allow her friends to collect 8,500 pounds for her dream wedding. From wideness in Chesh- Cheshire, Cheshire <laughs> uh, Tony Standen shaved her head. And had her quote unquote illness covered by newspapers. Dude, this goes deep, okay? Wow. So at a Chester magistrate's court hearing last month, the 29 year old confessed to the fraud. Standen had, quote, violated the confidence, unquote, of her friends, according to the Crown Prosecutor. Standen told two of her colleagues, Ashley Rosen and Jennifer Douglas, in June 2015. Whoa, whoa. 
pause. She she raised the money from her friends. Yeah, yeah. So get Dude, this. Who do you think's going to contribute to a campaign like well, that? Well, I mean, it's it's not just her friends. Okay, so no. So, well, yeah. Especially it, when it goes much news, broader yeah. than this. She 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 told her colleagues. This is how it all started. She told her colleagues Ashley and Jennifer that she'd been diagnosed with terminal vaginal cancer. Um, she then went on to shave her head, and somehow got her illness picked up by newspapers. Not uncommon. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> Lord knows, I've had my fucking illness covered by newspapers quite a few times. I was gonna say, I can't believe that you're reading this article when this is what we've been doing with Sick Boy for the last <laughs> five <laughs> years. <laughs> don't, don't, say don't, don't say it on the microphone, <laughs> dude. I could fucking go to jail for this. Yeah, well, um, we didn't know that when we started. Yeah, I did. I'm so sorry, everyone. I didn't realize you could get in trouble. Uh, also, uh, support us on Patreon. <laughs> her care, her care was updated. But seriously, please do. Yeah. Her care was updated on a daily basis with such quote clarity and detail that her diagnosis was never challenged. Stanton's father. Okay, so this is afterwards. Stanton's father was then actually diagnosed with terminal cancer around the same time. Oh, and she announced to her oh. friends that it was his dream for her to marry before he died. Furthermore, her story gained more attention after local and national media interviewed her. Her friends then went on to set up a GoFundMe to raise funds for her wedding because that was her dad's dying wish and she's terminal, so got to make it happen, right? Following the wedding, her friends then became suspicious. So some something, the cat got out of the bag somewhere. Friends stepped up and were like, this is fucking weird. And finally, she confessed to confess her de- deceit in a three-way phone call that was registered, which I think means recorded. I'm not really sure yeah. what that means. That was registered, which I think means recorded. Guys, isn't that wow insane? Yeah, like the, yeah. The, the, I mean, it's it, it is so. It, I mean, it fall. I believe this technically would fall under uh, Munchausen's. Yeah, syndrome. I was gonna say this is like some fucking Munchausen by TikTok or yes. whatever. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. But like that has to. Yeah. That the thing that I don't understand is like, there's no like, I don't understand how that person um, thinks that that's an idea that's going to work. Where like, if you're saying that you're terminal, mm-hmm. and you're not, and then you don't die, well, and you've told you, all your friends this, <clears throat> what is you know what's the end game? You know what it is. You know it's it's a it's well not not, every, a, not everyone who gets gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. It like some, some I know people that, turn, but, have a turnaround. But at and some point, rare. at some point, you're gonna have to say you're gonna oh, have to, I, like I beat right. it or like yeah. and man. Some people, which, <laughs> some people, um, you know, you know, you know, um, you know, who's a good example of this? Um, this like type of thinking is um, Adam Sandler's character in. Had a little Nikki. <laughs> uh, uncut gems. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's the an addiction. The attitude of yeah. of really not being able to conceptualize uh, consequences mm-hmm. and to be able to to be able to uh, to be able to think uh, of the potential scenarios that might play out as a result of your actions. So mm-hmm. so what we when we go through our lives, every decision that we make subconsciously, <clears throat> we're going, we're playing a little game of chess and going. You know, this decision might uh, have this like A, B, C, D impact. Yeah. Uh, and, and we just do this subconsciously and we know. And and people who people who make it in life, meaning that like you don't go to jail and, you know, you you, you don't you, get caught when you're telling your friends you, you got you, the term. Yeah, right. And right. by make it I, and I, I don't mean like financially, I just mean like have a good life. Mm. Yeah. You you do that fairly well by nature. And I think that 
there are a lot of people in the world that just, they don't, there's something in the brain that doesn't allow them to, to understand consequences and to, to recognize how a decision will play out several steps in the future. Mm. And that lack or that inability to recognize that Mm. leads to this type of behavior and oftentimes criminal behavior because, because, because it's, it's only, it's only the next step of the idea that seems like it's going to be really great, but it's not the second, third and fourth and fifth that leads to, Hey, I'm going to be arrested. But the thing I don't understand in this, I can't possibly keep this up for however long. But like the thing I don't understand in this situation is that, and and obviously just to clarify, like I I said, like I don't understand how somebody could rationally do this, but like obviously people, some people live with mental illnesses and and severe challenges that lead to them doing things like this. But the thing that I find the craziest about this situation, I wouldn't put her in this category because that's a little bit. That's like letting her off. I think a bit. Okay, but well, like, I mean, okay, like, but the, somebody, the ability somebody to rationally, has, but hold on, one somebody sec. who has who has like um, the inability to not lie. That is, I think that does like that, yeah. that falls with under the category Dude. of like you're you're mentally not well, like you're yeah. mentally ill, like and you. Th- that is a that is a compulsive thing that you sure. you must do, and so it's like it's one thing to lie about I don't know like little white fibs, but it's a whole another thing. But to the lie other about thing something is, this is, big, and then and then. And then go, well, I started it. Gotta, but it's gotta, crazy like, that through. this, like, the thing that I don't understand about this situation is that the whole, like, plot, the whole, like, end game for her was to get a wedding paid for, which means that it's not just her thinking about it. Like, she has a husband or oh, yeah. partner that mm-hmm. she is marrying. So, who clearly knows that she, not necessarily. Doesn't have terminal. Yeah, dude, no, absolute. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Yeah, no, 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 no. He, he you could can't be, just assume that he could be. Yeah, duped. I, I guess you're right that I can't assume he that. But, absolutely, can but, be duped. But dude, how, think about the amount like, of how, how how is that? Ha- dude, it's. I mean, it's not. How, are you serious? It's dude, not think that about crazy criminals. To think about. Criminals, jewel thieves, who have lived, is, art thieves who have lived double lives. Think forever. about think about husbands who who have other families. Yeah, and their fucking wives have no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, my dad was pulling that shit off for two fucking years. And my mom had no idea. That's not that crazy. So, yeah. so, so to go, I, I'm going I, to my doctor's appointment today. And then you just leave home and come home and go, they told me bad news and start crying. You, you think the husband's going to go, I got a question. I, like, <laughs> you, I, I'm going to question everything. Like, I don't believe <laughs> yeah. you. You know, you're just and that go- would be so easy to turn around and be like, how dare you? Oh, yeah. you know? it's, I guess, I guess yeah. like my thought is like, what is the point in pulling off this? Like, if if you don't have somebody who's in cheddar, it with you, dude. To do, like, gotta get that like, cheddar. But like, dude, gotta but like get the that goal dream is wedding. To, to get have the dream wedding with this partner. Yeah. Like, and and you think that lying about having a terminal? No, is they like, don't think. That's <laughs> the point. Yeah, but that's what the, yeah. I guess, Brian, right. I I think it, it's so funny whenever you this kind can't of stuff, get it yeah, because what, you have your brain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> whenever this kind of stuff comes up, Brian's always like, I can't fucking get it because in your head you're going, everyone's nice. No, I everyone I, does things nice. I think that I don't get how it I, works. It's I, like I no, there's people out there that just fucking suck like this piece of I shit. I just can't imagine that somebody thinks that they can do this on their own and get away with it without having a. And obviously, I know that I said already that if how many, a rational how many person was thinking about this that they yeah. would. How do many it people like do you yeah. think though do get away with it? Some people. Well, ooh. how many how Less. many how many frauds do you think more. we've had on the podcast? 
None. That's a good question. None, you guys. None. I'm not gonna, none no, on I, my watch. I'm not going to say none. How the yeah. fuck do I know? A non-zero. Non-zero. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. I believed everyone who's come on here. Oh, of course. But I was just. But kidding. if someone. If, <laughs> but hold on. So actually, actually, every hold second on, person that comes on the show, I second guess them. This is a really good point because it. We don't because we would never quite. We would never even fucking question it. We would never think to even ask that question because why would you? People apply to be on the show. We read the applications. We go, this seems like something that would be interesting. And we fucking talk about it. Dude, Dave could have came in here the other day and been like, yeah, I broke both my arms once. And we were like, wow. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah. And then I fucking uh, broke my face real bad. Like all the bones of my face smashed up. And we're like, whoa, fuck. And then he goes, and uh, oh, I just got back uh, from having lung surgery. Uh, got out of the hospital yesterday. And we go, holy shit, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and he got to go and, and, and do the other one. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, it is unbelievable. Because it's not believable. It shouldn't hey, be believable. You know crazy? Hey, everybody, hold on before you say that, Brian. Just everybody who is who hasn't listened to that episode yet, please don't. Please go listen to Please yeah. don't let that yeah. taint <laughs> the way that you You hear me, experience. Dave? You hear, I know you're listening, Dave. I know you're fucking watching, actually, guys, Dave. I know you faked it. You fucking faked it. Come out and say guys, it. Guys, watch this. <laughs> guys, 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 watch this. I, guys, watch this okay hey if you're out there listening right now and you want to try to trick us submit a fake application come up with a really good story oh, wow, and yeah. see if you can trick us and then <clears throat> never let us know but if we do catch you you will go to jail for at least five months the real trick the real trick isn't the application the trick is coming on and Ooh. talking your way the trick is getting yeah. past the pre-interview with lauren that's right which actually, makes actually which makes real, this person's <laughs> yeah. thing all the more crazy because they so, did it to their friends maybe possibly their husband so here so here's where we be. no he was in on it this uh <laughs> probably this conversation that i had at the party with emily who was going down this lane on tiktok of people being outed on tiktok who do this she was like oh have you ever heard of um of uh annabelle gibson and I was like, no, it never, it never happened. She was like, holy fuck. Okay, well, Annabelle Gibson, I ended up looking into it. She's quite young. That sounds uh, like a trickster. Uh, she's from Australia. Annabelle Gibson. Well, she's, she is a, she is, according to Wikipedia, a scam, a convicted scammer and pseudoscience advocate. So she was the, she was the author of a fucking huge app and book called The Whole Pantry. Um, Throughout her career as a wellness guru, Gibson claimed she had a diagnosis involving multiple cancer pathologies throughout her internal organs, claimed she had foregone modern science-based medical treatments, claimed she was effectively self-managing her multiple cancers through diet, exercise, and alternative therapies, and claimed to have donated significant portions of her income and her company's profits to numerous charities. None of that was real. Wow. This woman built, not only did this woman lie to her husband, she fucking built up an empire, made a fuckload of money, tricked an entire population of people, and none of that was true. That's like, uh, that's like Bernie Madoff type shit. You know? It's fucking Bernie wild. Madoff. Bernie yeah. Madoff is essentially the, you know, the, he, he's the king of all of that shit. The, you know, uh, the double life, like, all that guys, stuff. You know, 40 I, years, 50 years. He was I hear that. that and I go, that is disgusting. I don't get how anybody could do that. And then I think of one of my favorite movies of all time. Catch me Catch, if you yeah. can. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, when I watch that movie, I'm like, I want to be him. And didn't they really <laughs> you make could you be him? Brian. And didn't they really make you love him? <laughs> they did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. 
and Frank he was, and now and he was a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, don't they really make you love Walt Walter White though as well? They really do. Yeah. And he's also the, anti, the anti-hero. a giant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all this to say, you know, it was like uh, it was a really eye-opening, <coughs> eye-opening thing. And also, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big bummer. But um, to any of the folks out there that are that are going down these lanes and finding these uh, finding these fakers, uh, you're doing God's work. So thank you, thank you for that. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah. Um, hey, Tay, why don't you, I, I want to get into what the health, but before we do, you brought up something kind of interesting, uh, that I am just chuffed to my muffs about this, Dude, uh, muffs are super chuffed this recent, uh, discovery. This was, this was really interesting. This isn't actually that um, fucking surprising. Once yeah. It's, it's, it. it's really not that surprising, but, uh, but I think the conversation that we were having earlier today, mm. um, we were chatting about Jared and I were, were chatting about this earlier and it kind of sparked a, an interesting, um, an interesting, uh, uh, thought. So basically they did this study. This was a, uh, this was a, uh, an abstract of a study in the new England journal of medicine. And it was a trial of psilocybin versus a, an antidepressant called escitalopram, escitalopram. I'm going to, I think it's called, um, Essentially, uh, it's a it was a phase two double blind randomized controlled trial. Um, so, I mean, that's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. sounds, yeah, um, sounds like something Louise <laughs> sounds like something Louise would back. Well, I know what that double like, blind is usually like. Pretty that's a that's like a pretty uh, yeah. It means the researchers. So it was randomized. So the researchers themselves that uh, were in touch with the patients to figure out how the effect was, they didn't know. So like if you guys were right. the subjects of the study and I was asking you about how you were, Brian, I would have no idea which group you were in. Right. Um, and it would be ran- and And then the decision as to who would be getting what was randomized. So like truly the researchers had mm-hmm. no idea. Like, but I think the thing that makes this so interesting is that it. the researchers, the people and the researchers bosses were all macro dosing high <laughs> amounts of mushrooms <laughs> the entire time. So <laughs> that, that, I mean, the whole study's about, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is just a, so the, uh, the background was psilocybin may have antidepressant properties, but mm-hmm. direct comparisons between psilocybin and established treatments for depression are lacking. So that was the, that was the intention. That was right. why they were doing, uh, that was the reason for it. So they did this trial uh, involving patients with long-standing, moderate to severe major depressive disorder, comparing psilocybin with this antidepressant escitalopram. Um, basically, it's the way that they the way that they did it, or the way that they separated the two groups. They had uh, patients that were given two doses of twenty-five milligrams of psilocybin, which is a very small amount, very small, like extraordinarily small. 
So two, so two separate doses of 25 milligram psilocybin, three weeks apart, plus six weeks of daily placebo in the psilocybin group. The other group got two separate doses of one milligram psilocybin, which is basically infinitesimal, mm-hmm. <clears throat> three weeks apart as well, plus six weeks of daily escitalopram. So they were given like the tiniest. So there's one, one, one group that was given placebo and, uh, and a micro dose, a, a micro, a micro, micro dose of psilocybin. And then a second group that was given basically no psilocybin, this like tiny, 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 tiny amount plus this antidepressant. And essentially the, the result of the study was that, uh, people responded better to the psilocybin treatment uh, as opposed to this escitalopram. And the interesting thing that we, so a total of 59 patients, I'll just give you, I'll just read this like a little bit of this results piece. A total of 59 patients were enrolled, 30 were assigned to the psilocybin group, 29 to the escitalopram group. Um, They had this questionnaire, um, this questionnaire called the QIDS SR16 baseline test. Okay. So they, oh. they have these. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's wait, like, what the fuck? It's basically, it's <laughs> way ba- too many. They, they go on to explain that it's basically just a 16 question. It's just a 16 question questionnaire that establishes where they are in terms of uh, they're scored zero to 27. Okay. Uh, or zero to t- zero to 27 or zero to 28. Zero to twenty. Get it right. For God's sakes, Louise. That reminds me of the, uh, the test that, um, where is that? Uh, was it? What was his name? With that, did the psilocybin treatment that came on the podcast? Oh, Tom, Mark, Mark or Tom? Tom. So Tom, I want to yeah. I want to chat about Tim yeah. for a sec. Tom. Jam. 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 Because he was talking yeah, was about Tom. doing the anxiety assessment beforehand, and it was like up to yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He scored sense, off the charts, some, basically. something like that. Yeah, so yeah. you're basically doing this like. So the purpose of that test is like to establish like how yeah. Yeah. So um, it says uh, uh, it's called the quick inventory of depressive symptomology self report. Okay. Q- QIDS eh. SR 16. Yeah. Right. Scores range more sense <laughs> than just the acronym. Scores <laughs> range from zero to 27 with higher scores indicating greater depression. At, right. Uh, sure. At six weeks. Okay. So uh, a total of 59 patients, blah, 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 blah. 30 and one, 29 in the other group. The mean score of that assessment at baseline was 14.5. Both groups. Both groups. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. 14.5 in the psilocybin group and 16.4 in the escitalopram group. Okay. So like pretty similar. Mm. That's uh, baseline. That's before they start. That's Before everyone just starts taking massive amounts of, yeah. we, of uh, that's their, uh, edibles and, and yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> that's their baseline. The mean change in the score from baseline from week six um, was, uh, was minus eight. Whoa. Both groups. In the psilocybin group and minus six in the escitalopram group. Okay. So you had so you had people that were basically mm. in the middle of this scoring spectrum in both groups, roughly. And that was base was a de- a decrease of more than fifty percent mm. in score in the score. So basically for people who did yeah. it in the psilocybin group and then um, and then um, a little bit less than that in the in the escitalopram group, mm-hmm. but the escitalopram group is a is a it's a is a well known yeah. antidepressant. Mm-hmm. So essentially, yeah. what this is saying is that the, the the group that took psilocybin that took magic mushrooms had 
just as effective results as the people who yeah who were taking the fucking antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Now the question, the conversation that be- we were beautiful, the conversation yeah, that we were having earlier, spectacular, which was interesting, is that um. 20, is like the em- emphasizing like how little 25 milligrams is. Yeah. Mm. So, so like a, typically a microdose, like m- typically people sit around like one tenth of a dose for a microdose and, mm. and a dose being considered, like if you consider one gram a dose, so one tenth of a gram is 100 milligrams and they're giving them 25 milligrams. Yeah. Mm. So, so I mean, if, 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 if somebody's listening and they're like unfamiliar completely with the effects of psilocybin or mushrooms, like a gram is something that I would take at a, and be comfortable at a party. Mm. And I'm going to definitely feel some pretty significant effects of it, but it's more like equivalent to being slightly drunk. Mm. And, and so, so they're that's taking, a, they're taking, that's a I, I thousand milligrams. I just gram. looked up the fraction. They're, they're taking one fortieth mm. of a, of a gram. So it's super, really, super, really small. It's crazy, super yeah. small. Yeah. Like you would take that and somebody who's never done mushrooms before would for sure, not feel no anything. I mean, even taking one tenth of a dose for me, and and I, 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 whatever. Regardless, I think regardless if you take mushrooms or not, I think one tenth of a dose of 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 mushrooms. If you're if you're comparing one one dose, if you're saying one dose is a gram, so one tenth of a gram, that's pretty sub perceptual. Like that's pretty yeah unnoticeable, um, for most people. I would say. Then to go down to one fortieth of a of a of a gram, that's like yeah. that's like really. I don't low. even I don't even understand how it's working. But here, exactly. Like, so this is the point. Now this is the right. point, and this is the this is the conversation that we were having earlier, mm-hmm. Bry, was like we're we are so predicated on the idea that mushrooms has to be an experience yeah. in your brain right. versus like if you take Advil because you've got a headache. You don't notice the Advil. You just notice the absence of the headache, which is so interesting. So yeah. you, you don't take any. You're, you're talking about people taking mushrooms for the sake of taking like, right, psychedelic. Right. Yeah, yeah, and because like yeah. this is and, and I think we have to think about this, especially due to these these results. I mean, I will say that they basically went on in the conclusion that this trial was a reason to do way more trials yeah, it does like that no, this my, wasn't a conclusion my, by no, any no, no. my one concern about that is the amount of people in the trial itself like 59 people but that's like what they're a, saying they're saying yeah. they're saying the, this like, they're allows us research. this gives yeah. us reason to do more study on this and mm-hmm. and expand this mm-hmm. to more antidepressants but like when we think about psilocybin and we think about mushrooms we think about tripping out and when we think about what thomas was talking about that is a that is a like a heroic he did, macro dose. He did, He's doing like seven he, grams. These 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 people did <laughs> That's a lot. These people yeah. did two two doses three weeks apart of twenty five milligrams. He did seven thousand milligrams in an afternoon. In an afternoon, <laughs> okay. And that is and that is with some headphones on and a sleep mask. And, and that is like, an extreme and, and 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 a sitter. Was better yeah, after, yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah but the important thing fixed. the important thing is that that <laughs> is was crazy. is that the reason the reason that they do that is because they the reason that treatment works because it elicits this like close to god-like experience mm-hmm. if you want to ex- mm-hmm. if you want to call it that yeah so it's, a, which, it's a spiritual experience. which fundamentally changes the way that you think about the world whereas this is more so trying to leverage psilocybin from a a purely like medicinal 
point of view in the same way that you might take an Advil for an. The thing that excites Mm. me about this is that I've been a proponent of microdosing for a a number of years now. And this is one of those things where it's like, and, and there had, you know, with microdosing, it's all, it's all, at least everything that I've been aware of has been based on anecdotal evidence. It's all just people Mm. just going, I, yeah, I did it. And it seemed to really work. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, anecdotal, anecdotal evidence isn't enough evidence to say anything other than it worked for someone. And if you, if it, if it works for you, then cool, believe that. And that's fine. But to, to see something like this and to know that this is happening, it's like this, this could be really fucking cool in the next like few years to see, uh, to see how beneficial something like microdosing psilocybin mm-hmm. or well, whether it be psilocybin or LSD or you know, even now people are people are ta- talking a lot about microdosing THC. It's like mm. there's a there's a really um, I'm just really excited to see what comes of that. It is interesting, though, because like as soon as you say like, you know, this is the first time we're having this conversation where it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be about the experience. And mm-hmm. like that's like I've always looked at psychedelic drugs in a therapeutic sense in the way that I'm like, oh, it the experience is what makes it work. But there's so many other things that you take in life that are are in these imperceivable doses where they don't change your mind and it's not an experience, but they have like very distinct health benefits. Right. And you you take those and you go, oh, great. Dude, I've been, I've been better. taking vitamins. I've been taking right, vitamins. Right, exactly. Vitamins are a perfect example. Like a, like a bunch of different shit. And, and thank you, Kyla. I just... In the afternoon, it's just they're all just there on the table. It's fantastic. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what they are. Kyla could be. So she have them she, in like that Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that would Friday. Be hilarious. Like little, Do any of them yeah. taste like almonds? That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because if they do, she poisoning you. Yeah. So, are so, those? Are those? If you get one of those little plastic cases with the Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like if you get one of those, they only you have to be. You, is that you have like, to be seventy five? You know, you're old then at that point. Uh, if you have one of those, I think if you bring one of those right now in Nova Scotia to any pharmacy, they'll give you your vaccine. Really? <laughs> that makes sense. I have one. I They're use like, it to keep proof. earrings. Pro tip, ladies. So, so I've been That's taking those. Storage. I've been taking those, and uh, you know, fucking surprise, surprise. Your dick see. got bigger. Dick is dick is ten percent bigger. Surprise, surprise. Vitamin E made my dick big. Dick is ten percent bigger. No gas. I haven't had gas in like wow. I haven't had, I haven't oh, had, and people don't realize that's big news. It's a bad. Your I got a. I'm smells in a like a bad, dumpster, dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, Lauren, you don't really <laughs> know about bad. it. I'm like, I'm I'm like a little judicious when you're around. A little bit. I that's appreciate amazing. not like if I got it. You're if, fucking lucky. If if my stomach, <laughs> yeah, if it's starting to disagree with my stomach, then like I I take no prison or I take no prisoners. It, it is what it is. <laughs> God, but the worst. But um. Yeah, so I haven't had gas in like three weeks. Cool. Wow! And I, and the only thing that I can think of is these vitamins that I've been taking. Is the only thing that is like that is you know demonstrably different Ooh. from my day to day routine. And well, keep yeah. it up. Just keep it up and uh, don't change anything. Well, well, I, well, I was saying because you know in the in the name <gasps> of science, I do have to then because it's a hypothesis. I do have to come off of them at some point no. to test it. just we don't need to don't, know. Don't, just don't fuck up a good thing. We don't need a definitive answer. <clears throat> I do. Um, I think this is a good point in the conversation to take a little intermission, and this is for Brian specifically. However, 
this does have to do with what it is we are going to dive into for our What the Health segment. Let's all turn our attention to the screens. Oh, it's a little fish out of the bowl. It's a little fish out of the bowl, and a little doggy comes in, saves the fish from the kitty, and puts it back in the bowl. Saves the goldfish from a fucking horrifying, horrible cat, and then blows bubbles for him. His little dog nose. So, um... That was a that was a little video uh, that that Brian just wanted me to play on the oh show. Oh my god! But it was it's a gold. So it basically, it was a little cat that had pulled a goldfish out of a out of a out of a goldfish um, uh, bowl. Was looking at it like a cat would, which is kind of like going hmm, licking for its dinner chops. for dinner maybe. <laughs> and then and then the the golden retriever gently steps in, moves the cat out of the way with his beautiful, perfect little so golden retriever cute. head. Guys, there's and a then lot he just, that's wrong with that video, and, and then I'm going to highlight it when you're done talking. It's so and then cute. he just gently with his mouth picks up the gold, <clears throat> the goldfish and puts it back in the bowl. I already know you're going to complain that somebody's raising goldfish in a little dog bowl <clears throat> or cat bowl. Yes, I understand. That's no, not definitely don't put your goldfish no, safe. in a no, cat PETA, dish. PETA yeah. does not approve of this video, <laughs> and we're... And, you know, neither do we. We believe that goldfish belong in lakes and oceans. And you have failed to look uh, one step further at where there is a very weird something happening. And that is so. Do we first, have to watch it back? First again? of all, no, no. Just the existence of the thing calls into question. Dude, we're all going, oh, the cat was about to do this. And then the dog stopped it. And it's like. Yet there was a person <laughs> holding a fucking video. You're, you're really holding a you're camera. Really, you're really ruining the uh, the transition oh, no. here. There was a person no. holding a camera, going, "I wonder what the cat's yeah. going to do to this." No. Goldfish. All right, you know what? You, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was completely fucking set up for sure. No, but, I don't mean set up. I mean that. I mean that no, there was, was somebody. A person could have saved the fish's life, and they didn't. Exactly. They oh, just no, stood no, there. It was set up. It, I think it was set up. The person. I think the look. Here's what I actually no, think happened. The person no, no, went, no, no. "Oh, this cat's about to fuck this no, fish no, no, up, no, no, and I'm no, gonna the, get it on camera." No, 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 no. The person. The person went. Yeah. The person went. Here's a goldfish. Here's my cat. I'm gonna make a viral video. Took the fish out. <laughs> fucking Nathan of, Fielder made this video. Yeah, yeah. Put it in front of the cat and was like, just fucking do it. And then the dog came in and did that and they went, whoa, this is an even better uh, video. Anyway, the whole point of the transition of that video <laughs> is to say that cats are awful. Okay, don't get a cat, get a dog. Dogs are better. 100%. Lauren, I see the way you're looking at me. I don't take it back. <clears throat> Cheers had cats. I've had cats. And here is I the next, my cat. Here's the next tra- oh, yeah. transition. Ted Nugent's a piece of shit, but I just had to play that <laughs> for the uh, for the example of have you do you guys know actually what cat scratch fever is? No. Well, it's not just a song from an old racist fuckhead. <laughs> no, way. it's also a thing and this is going to be today's feature on what the hell (laughs) i love that intro taylor have you seen that yet no yeah you should check it out (laughs) you still haven't seen it dude here one second what the hell there it was dude you're you're my i think my i think i need new headphones i think that just broke them so uh (laughs) this is why you should never get a cat this is a wild story that came out about 
the title of this is called The Schizophrenia Causing Cat. Okay. <laughs> Cute. So bear with me here. Wow. Uh, in March, doctors reported a frightening case of a 14-year-old boy who was likely driven mad after contracting or after contracting an acute bacterial infection found in cats. So according to the case report, uh, this boy, he was gifted, socially active, uh, you know, by all, by all accounts, like a, a totally normal, good kid. Uh, by October 2015, things started to change. So he became psychotic. He got super depressed. He started having homicidal and suicidal thoughts. Um, that same month, he was admitted for emergency psychiatric care at a local hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, his Shit. family eventually gave away their pets, which included cats and a dog, Whoa. fearing that he might hurt them. That's why. Whoa. He was thinking that the cats and the dog were plotting to kill him, so they, got, they had to get rid of their pets. Whoa. And though initially diagnosed with schizophrenia, the boy failed to respond to any antipsychotic medications. <clears throat> so that was in October 2015. By 2016, a doctor suspected he could have had autoimmune encephalitis, a condition where the body's immune cells attack the brain. But immunosuppressants uh, that he was given also failed to improve his situation. This sounds straight out of a horror movie. Very yeah, much, dude, like, absolutely. So. Imagine being imagine being the parents, right? Like yeah. how fucking scary this yeah. would be. Something's wrong with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that movie is a good example of this. Uh, that same year, his parents noticed seemingly unrelated lesions along the boy's thighs and armpits that look like stretch marks. So totally unrelated to all this, seemingly, mm-hmm. uh, they just start to also notice that he's got these like stretch marks. He's like. Um, they're like purpley kind of like noticeable stretch marks in his Mm -hmm. underarms. Uh, It wasn't until seven months later. So in February of 2017, that another doctor suspected that the boy's lesions and his mental symptoms were caused by the same thing, an infection by a kind of bacteria spread by cats and other animals, not dogs. Just cats. <laughs> Specifically. Called, does it say that. not dogs there? Or are you just... I did some research. It? I think dogs are a part of that, but it's mostly cats. It's fucking cats, right? It's called... Yeah. Uh, it's called... The, the infection... Uh, the bacteria is called Bartonella. So Bartonella... Bartonella? Uh, it sounds like a dog disease too, Jeremy. No, I love Bartonella, cats Bartonella. Well. Bartonella. Uh, usually it's a mild infection and has gotten often... Is often known as... All right, so Bartonella. I guess um, they wow. wouldn't call it Cat Scratch Fever. The song wouldn't be Cat Scratch Fever if it wasn't. I think that song is about him just being fucking horny. <laughs> like, his yeah. cat scratched him and his dick got hard. I think oh. it's like something like oh. that. So he, so so this kid just got whatever bit or scratched by a cat, and yeah. he just went well, super yeah. crazy. Isn't Here's the thing. I heard something about um, uh, that you're like supposed to be very careful when you're cleaning cats' litter boxes. You is are. that yeah. totally unrelated? Or no, is that- it's actually a thing. Like when you're pregnant, for example, you're not meant to deal with cat litter because there's bacteria. Poisonous? Yeah, there's bacteria and cat shit that can be harmful to you if you're pregnant. Like, Whoa. yeah. There, I, so uh, to, to kind of uh, conclude here, Cats um, piss and shit inside. That's dude. I know. Fuck. I know. It's and you know so what? You strange. know what? My buddy, my my barber, actually Jeremy, him and his partner have trained their hairless sphinx cat. Which actually, those cats get them all because they're great. And I want one. 
But he's they've trained th- that oh cat yeah. to shit and piss in the toilet. What? That's progressive. Cool. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it's to be apparently fair. it's not that hard. Apparently yeah. you have like a tray that you that you like like you would if you had a kid that's like learning to piss and shit in the toilet that you would put in and out of the, so like a potty that you yeah. put in the toilet. So they have to set up the potty for their cat. You, you, no, 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 no. This is how you train it. Oh. So you take you take like a potty that is filled with cat litter. I think this is how it is. I'm, I'm probably simplifying it, but basically it's like you put it in there. You train the cat like, hey, here's where you piss and shit. The cat goes and yeah. does it. You clean it out. Eventually the cat becomes. It's habitual and they go, I know I piss and shit in the toilet. And eventually you can take that thing out and then the cat just does it in the toilet. Yeah. You really need like a second bathroom for that though. Because like if you only had one bathroom in your house and you were trying to then do you it. you have to like lift out the, yeah, it's yeah. fucking, well, you'd have to be like shitting or pissing outside for a while or something. It's a good or investment like, though to avoid 20 years of cleaning cat litter. And totally, also a good yeah. investment to avoid your son turning into a homicidal Right. Uh, schizophrenic, right. psych, uh, psych uh, uh, unintended, can, can we unintended agree? consequence can, of owning can we a actually, cat. Can we agree now that if you don't teach your cat to shit and piss in a toilet, you should put it down. You're yeah. probably you're right. your 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 psycho. You're as bad as the you're, owner of the goldfish. It's that's, crazy. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. So 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 Man, event, so now I hate that video and. Oh, dude, you made me so sad. I yeah, love that video. You're welcome, Brian. After the family reached out to uh, one of the few experts on Bartonella in the country, this is in the U.S., doctors were able to su- successfully treat the infection. Ultimately, the boy was able to fully recover physically and mentally. Wait, Whoa. so if they didn't know what it was, then uh, does it just not happen that way or doesn't uh, affect somebody that way typically? So uh, Ed Birchwart... Bright Breitschwert. I don't know. I'm I'm butchering that, but I believe it's Breitschwert. Um, Ed Breitschwert was the was the leading expert on Bartonella. Um, it's likely that the boy's case was a rare complication of Bartonella infection, but because the bacteria is so understudied, case study author Ed Breitschwert told Gizmodo, "There's really no knowing how often people can become seriously sick." from it or how exactly the bug affects the boy's brain. Wow. So, Guys. so they, they, we actually don't know. And, and, but it is, it is this man, Ed seems to think it is highly likely that it was due to Bartonella and that because of this case study coming out, he's hoping to get more funding towards doing the research to try to figure out, is this possible for people to rare, to have rare infections of cat scratch fever? Cat scratch fever, where it turns cat into scratch fever. You know, like a, a schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. It's insane how many different illnesses there are, and how difficult it, it so would be many. to diagnose what a, somebody. What a what a, what a thing and, to say, Bri. And it's crazy to think how many different illnesses there are. Just wait. I think you're. weed juice is kicked. No, in. it's crazy yeah. to think about how many different illnesses there are. In how many different possible diagnoses there there are, but that a disease like that can present like something totally different, mm. and it's still your job to figure out what it is. Isn't well, that crazy? Is, that's crazy. Is it is it the disease that's presenting totally different, or is it the disease that's like it? The symptoms it, of it is like with, like is it schizophrenia? That's but that's what I mean. Like is schizophrenia. Up, a like, how hard is that to diagnose? Whoa, somebody like that? whoa! 
I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think it's a symptom. I think he yeah. Oh, dude. Is it? Oh shit. Uh, of dude, what? Maybe maybe it's the bacteria actually like getting in behind his brain like in the movie Inside Out and controlling him from his control center. Dude, that is a total possibility. That's a total possibility. Yep. I've watched that don't, David Attenborough special where the ant where the ant walks up to the up to the edge of the leaf and the fucking thing busts out of his head like an alien and then yep. spores shoot out and mm-hmm. infect all the other ones and they all yep. fuck, fuck each other till oh, they're dead. That's a lot for me so to handle right now. So anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to end. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to us. Uh, and you know what? Not going to lie. I did all right. It's pretty good. All right. See, like, dude, five milligrams, man. You really. I'm yeah. going to have a total panic attack when this is done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and you know what? To help with that panic attack, you could help uh, by tuning into the podcast every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you find fine podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CBC Listen app. And while you're at those places, if there's a follow button or a whatever like button or a subscribe button on YouTube, whatever that fucking shit is, do it. Press just, it. Just, just push all the buttons. Just press all the buttons. You push see. Them all. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> do, we have a, do we have a letter today? Laura? Yes. <laughs> Man, I didn't have any of the, the weed water, but just being around you guys right now, I feel like... Why is my just, heart rate up? Just for the future, Jer, just for the future, at that point where you stop speaking, I would definitely know after the thousandth time <laughs> uh, that it's I my feel like, turn. Taylor, I feel like you've missed it it's my turn times. to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, go. <laughs> okay. I'll read the letter. Uh, so, it's okay so guys a, I'm going to cut all this this is a letter this is a letter from uh, our new friend Siobhan on rapid versus normal COVID tests uh, Siobhan writes hi guys I was listening to a recent feel good Friday where you were talking about the difference between a rapid COVID test and a normal COVID test I'm a college student working towards a biochemistry degree and work in a lab that studies diseases Ooh. so I'm very familiar with the science behind this testing you are totally right that the rapid tests are less accurate, and that's because they can only detect high level of viral particles, so they will detect the people that are most likely to be contagious, but not everyone infected with SARS-CoV-2. Mm. These tests use a cartridge that uses the same technology as pregnancy tests to produce results. I thought you would like that part. Cool. You do, Siobhan. You're the best. <laughs> the, the normal test that takes a day to a week, depending on where you are, is called PCR and it detects any viral genetic material. They actually amplify the amount of DNA in the sample so that it can be put through special visualization techniques that allow any viral genetic material to be easily identified by the eye. I'm sorry this email was so long. It actually wasn't. Uh, I was just excited when I heard something I actually know about on the podcast. I am a big fan and think you're all doing awesome things. Thanks, Siobhan. Thank you. Thanks, hey, Siobhan. Siobhan thank, thank, you. thank you so much for that, Siobhan. That was great. Thank Thanks. you yeah. so much. That email was f- like, <laughs> you were reading that for like 25 minutes. <laughs> guys. Was it just me? Or guys, we've that been here? F- guys. Forever. Guys. Where am I? <laughs> we're going to add another episode per week <laughs> just for that letter. Guys, guys, do you want to hear something crazy? Think about how many emails there are in the world. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think Brian actually is high. Billions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if you have a, if you have anything that you want to tell us that, especially if it's about something that we said on the show that was super bang on and you want to elaborate on it like that was, we could use some validation because (laughs) it is nice to get those emails sometimes. (laughs) If you've got an, if you, if you have 
any words that would validate our existence, please <laughs> send it in. Send it to letters at sickboypodcast.com. We would love to hear it and be validated by you. And if you want to be on the show, you can do that. Go to sickboypodcast.com slash guest. Fill out the form. and Don't lie on it. Don't lie on it <laughs> or real, do and try to convince us. No, I think you, I think you should yeah, tell a really good story Jesus. because I want to know someday that somebody lied, made it on the show, told their story, and we all empathized with them a little mm. bit. Um, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> Sick Boy Podcast is brought to you by us. Uh, Sick Boy is made possible by the wonderful Lauren Sankey, Taylor McGilvery, your handsome uh, attire right now with that shirt that looks like you were in the movie Dazed and Confused. Hey, thanks, man. And Jeremy Saunders, that mustache is Ooh. looking very amazing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Anybody want to ride? Thanks to Jeff Lonis. Thanks to Donovan the Meerkat, CPAP Morgan. Thanks to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. And thanks, Take Part 2. We love you all. Thank that you. is it for this week. My name is Brian. My name is Taylor. My name is Lauren, and I love my cat. And and my name is Jeremy, and we're we'll, don't worry, folks. We'll figure out a way to put that thing down. And this is sick boy. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, vicious. <laughs>